0: Hey everyone, welcome back to our Queendom coverage. This is Chelsea with You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. And today we are talking about episode 8 of Queendom 2. Now, um, I'm an idiot. I kept calling this the Fandora stage. Where did I even get that from? (laughs) I don't know, but it's called Fantastic. I'm an idiot. Like, I remember, um... Cosmic Girls singing the fantastic, fantastic part. Why, where did I get Pandora? I don't know. So just ignore me from the last few episodes where I said that. That's dumb. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I didn't even think about the fact as well that Hyolin winning round two would of course mean that she picked the performance order. Cause I think I talked about it at the end of the last episode that I was like, how are they going to pick the stage order if there was no like single winner or winning team from the last episode, but duh, Hyolin won round two and we didn't see any, you know, uh, we didn't, we didn't see like the return of that basically, (laughs) but So yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. Um, Mnet is milking this like brave girls possibly placing last thing again. They must've shown that more than like anything else. And once again, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode, Uh, We saw the teams finishing up with their dance unit performances and like that whole filming and everything. I'm assuming this was like quite literally the day before they performed the fantastic round. Uh, What cracked me up uh, was there was this part where Hulin did like a hands-in with her team. And one of the guys from her staff was like, should we go up or down? She looked at him and was like, up are you always up? (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. I fell for her in that moment. I was like, Ooh, I like that energy. (laughs) There was just something about it. There was just something about it. But this is definitely the point of the competition where everyone was like, okay, let's buckle up and get serious. Let's take it to that next level. And you can just tell by how they talked even about preparing for these stages. They reminded us that Hyolin won. Me too. Thank you for the reminder. Totally forgot. And her queen's service that she wins as a benefit from winning that round. Right? The only thing I didn't really understand about this part was obviously like, you know, Hyolin being Hyolin, she was like, I'm going to share this with my team and brought her, I'm assuming they're like the team leaders of the of her dance crew um, because we always see those two choreographers. She took them to go shopping with her, but then it said, like, it was her personal credit card, and, like, she obviously showed off her card. Obviously, they covered it for privacy reasons, but to me, I'm like, okay, is it her paying for this, and then Mnet's reimbursing her, or is she, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just funny the way that they were like, she's supporting her team by using her personal credit card. And I was like, how is that winning the Queen service if she's paying? <laughs> but once again, it could be like a translation issue. But they went to Nerdy, which is definitely a sponsor of the show. We also know that Tayon is a sponsor for that brand as well. And we see the advertisements at the end of every episode. So plus, we also see all the dancers that were in the last like dance units, they all were wearing the nerdy like sweatsuits as well. So clearly a sponsor, but, uh, Hulin and her choreographers were making it work. They were going in, picking real cute outfits, taking photos, like doing the whole, like, let me model this and Hyun looked great and everything. Um, Nerdy, I think you need your next sponsor to be Hylan, just saying. <laughs> she rocked those outfits. Uh, but then they like went up to the balcony or like the little patio upstairs or whatever and they started taking photos for her. And I love that Hylan like she was like on the ground. She is that girlfriend, guys. She is that girlfriend that will get on the floor to make sure your photo looks fire like she was quite literally like laying on the ground, trying to get those angles and they look good. They look real good. Even her photos. Um, but I just really love that she always wants to share her wins. It's very sweet. So then we cut to Hyolin making a poster for her busking, which was so cute. I love how involved she is in all the, like the details. Cause she very easily could have just had someone, you know, in the staff make it. But I liked that she was helping glue it all together and and make it herself. I don't know, it's just a little detail that's nice. And basically, she just went and performed a bunch of her songs for Bay. Bay is her fandom to have them decide or help her decide which song to pick, which is which is really cool. I I liked that every group did this in a very different way. Like everyone had a very different way of going about getting their fans to give them ideas. And I really liked that she did busking because that would be so cool as a fan to just like have your favorite artists go perform in the streets of the city, like a little private concert. That'd be so much fun. Luna were surprised by the fans. They went to like what I'm assuming is a little cafe and they had a wall of like the fans' favorite photos of them and like little cute little notes and then they like surprise them with a video with like this very heartfelt letter from Orbits to Luna. And I'm not going to lie, like guys, I'm a casual Orbit and I was crying. I was cry- I don't know if I was just emotional this episode or something, but <laughs> there was a lot of these moments that made me cry. I was like, wow, it was so sweet. Um, Brave Girls made their posters for their fans to put suggestions on too. They made like two big posters and then had their fans put a bunch of sticky notes while they were making a Min Young asked Yuna how she felt about, you know, being on Queendom. And she said there are pros and cons. Uh, the con being hearing hate comments she's never heard before. And then Min Young was like, that can't be aired. <laughs> or like those can't be aired, meaning like probably the comments can't be aired, which is probably implying that they're seeing a lot behind the scenes. But I really, truly hope they're seeing the love, too. One thing that Brave Girls have kind of been talking about a lot recently is obviously within the year of them coming back and, you know, finding this newfound fame and everything. Like they went from basically not being known at all to everyone knowing them, a bunch of people loving them, but a bunch of people hating them too. It's unfortunately kind of the price of fame is with the huge amount of love, you get a huge amount of hate. And they're unfortunately going through a lot of that this past year. They received a ton of love. And then once again, with that, a lot of hate. So that's got to be really hard. Like the more known you become, the more hate you get as well. So they're probably getting like a different level of hate from people, which is terrible to see. I know that's probably happening to quite a lot of these groups because with more recognition, you open yourself up to more hate and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that that's the case. But like I said, I do hope they're seeing the love too. I know they are, but, um, they did a live stream where they read off the suggestions and then they even like sang some of the suggestions. Um, I caught some of this on Twitter just because people were like posting clips and stuff. So I've seen a lot of clips of this live stream and it was so funny. Like they were singing like crazy, having a blast. And what you see in this episode is truly only a snippet of the fun that they had. I hope they show more in the next episode because they did that thing where as soon as they started singing, they played the uh, Taeyeon ending credits music. as a way of like you're not gonna to get to see this bit but also we probably don't have the licensing for the songs that they're singing <laughs> but they did that like hanger dance and they're oh my god they're so funny I can't VVs um sat and read their fans reactions to stage one and two and they like rewatched their performances to kind of monitor it and it made them want to work like extra hard for their fans. I loved their idea to take what the fans do for them and return that to them. So a lot of fans hold, you know, like, uh, birthday, cafe, cup sleeve events, or they hold, you know, they uh, send VVs, or, you know, this happens with a lot of uh, fans and idols. They'll send them food, like, directly to them for events as a way of, like, hey, like, we want to, you know, show your you appreciation. Here's... Like some really nicely made lunch boxes. And so they wanted to kind of return that love to the fans and decided to cook the food for them, which was great. The whole um, bop bop idea, which is like a play on bop bop, I, pff, fantastic. Loved it. <laughs> and I loved how Simbi was like, I doubt they'll believe that we made this, which ended up being the case. <laughs> Kepler decided to prank their fans. Which was such a great idea. Very them. I'm I'm shocked that uh Luna didn't do this as well. <laughs> Cause they seem like the group to do that. So they sent in Young Moon and Mashiro and put them into a dance class where this dance class was for fans to come and learn the dance and it was like a filmed thing. I'm I'm sure they knew that it was a filmed thing. They just didn't know what the filming was for. And they snuck them into the dance class pretending to be bad at it. And then when they like ripped off their hat and mask, like it took them all a minute to realize what was happening, but then they did. And then the rest of them enter and all the fans were like so sweet and loud with their reactions. They were just so excited. I think even Kepler too, like, you know, this is probably like a huge thing for them as well. The fans danced for Kepler and like Kepler was hyping them up so, so much. And it was so nice to see like truly a once in a lifetime experience for them. Like that's such an incredibly unique, cool fan experience. One that probably not many fans get in anywhere, to be honest. Cosmic Girls were planning a live stream, um, but their staff surprised them with the fans. That was cool. They even uh, brought up Bona, which, you know, Bona is back for this episode. Um, if some of you remember from my episode zero, I semi-predicted that this would happen. I figured that once she was done with her promotions with twenty five twenty one, they would bring her back because Bona's a significant part of this group. She's center, right? She has like a center position. It was exciting to bring her back. Obviously, she has this like even bigger newfound fame with starring in a very popular drama. So everyone was very excited to see her back, um, the fans especially. And it was funny that she was backstage, obviously, there to surprise the fans on the live stream. But then when they got surprised with the audience, she was like, oh, no, I should I should have looked prettier today. <laughs> she was bummed that she was backstage for the reveal, but it was very cute. Man, this week was full of sponsors. <laughs> Unso, uh, while they were practicing, like they sh- they started showing them preparing for the episode, pulled out Akil's like toner and was like, don't worry, guys, you know, I'm a skincare expert and like brings out the toner and they're all putting this toner on. And it cracks me up because like, obviously, it's like that moment in a drama where someone's like, hey, your skin looks a little dry. Like, have you tried this? Or like, oh, like it's like that clear ad break. But it cracked me up because like they're all wearing makeup, like they were all definitely had a full face of makeup on, and they're putting toner on their face and all giving their like big reactions for it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> Get that money, girls. Get that money. <laughs> um, but what cracked me up was Dion at the end where she just like slaps it on her forehead, and they're like, they're like they're gonna put that in the episode, and she's like, I'll do it again. <laughs> She does it again. She's a crack up, dude. Like Dion is, um, slowly becoming one of my favorites, just personality wise. She's a crack up. So they all arrive to the set to perform, and uh, some standout arrivals include Vivi's arriving with their pom poms, and (laughs) as soon as they walk in, they start cheering the staff that are like sitting there at the entrance. (laughs) and it's just it must be early in the morning right they must be getting there early in the morning because everyone's tired everyone looks like they all just woke up and they're coming in and like waving these pom-poms in their face and the staff was just like i don't know how to take this (laughs) but it was very charming and very fun i imagine they all got a kick out of it uh luna's stage outfits are stunning i can't wait to like see them in the full effect Hyolin was carrying in the props as always. Girl is like, "I am here to work. <laughs> it was the same when uh for round one when she was like carrying in the palm leaves, like this time she had a bunch of you know like uh what are they called lifeguard buoys and uh the little like oh God, I'm blanking the inflatable ring, so she's always there to work uh then we flash all the way back to Hylin picking the cue sheet for the performance order and Unso and Chu like immediately start like offering her water and blankets as a way of like, (laughs) you know, obviously trying to persuade her to give them a good spot. It was very funny. I think Hulin got a good kick out of that and she very quickly put up her order. So she must have thought about it either, either, either she thought about it or she just knew where she wanted to be and then just slapped the rest on but she put Kepler as first, Vivi's as second, Cosmic Girls is third, Luna as fourth, Brave Girls is fifth, and Hulon obviously for last. And she was like, I'm going to be a little selfish and then puts herself at six. I don't blame her. Anyone else would do the same thing. Totally. But she specifically said that Kepler would really make a great opener. And so that's why she put them first. Cause really no one wants to go first because the trend has kind of been that if you go first, you typically aren't rated very high because it's hard to remember the first performance by the end, right? But at the same time, like, you could really set the tone of the night. So I think she was just trying to imply that they could really kick off the show in a great way. So Kepler's first. And when they come out to do their little introductions thing they all came out in these cloaks and everyone was like saying that they look like vampires or grim reapers <laughs> we go back to their fan meeting and the fans suggested a lot of girls generation and Eugene loved this idea because they had tiffany as their master in girls planet 999 and now taeon in queendom 2 so they thought it would be like a great way to honor them by doing a song of theirs and the three that were recommended were the boys Mr. Mister and Genie. Then the fans started telling them words of encouragement and again I was crying. I think I was just going through it this week guys. <laughs> but it was really sweet. Um Eugene cried a lot and talked about how hard it was to keep up morale given their low rankings and getting them again and again and Mashiro started crying and damn I like I was crying The Keplians must have been sobbing. I was, like, very emotional about this whole part. The thing with Eugen too, that must be really hard for her is that she went from being a Makne in CLC to now being the leader in this group. And that's kind of a a huge flip, right, of dynamic. When you're the maknae, like, you get a lot of support from the older members and you don't make don't maybe have as much as responsibility as, say, like the leaders would or the older members would. Now she has to turn around and be the leader and be the support. And that's got to be hard, like to kind of switch your mentality, you know, figure out how to support these girls that are much younger than you. I I think she's doing her best. I think she'll grow from here. Honestly, like there's nothing wrong with being emotional as a leader. I think it's, We talked about this with Hyolin and Minyoung like two episodes ago when they were having their discussion about how hard it is to be a leader and how you feel like you can't cry in front of the others. But I think it's nice that Yujin is emotional because it allows the other members to realize that they too can be emotional and they too can just have that sense of like how they honestly feel and be okay to express it. So hopefully that's how they take it. But I feel bad. Like Kepler probably feels like they're being beaten down a little bit by placing so low, but it doesn't mean that they aren't doing well. I went on a whole rant about this last episode. They are doing very well. So I'll leave it at that. When they discussed the songs, they felt like the boys gave the energy that they gave in their opening performance, which is really what they were trying to go for. And then they started to speak the lyrics to each other, and they felt like they connected to it a lot. So I think pretty quickly they decided to do The Boys. So now we have The Boys by Kepler. They started in a like dark cursed forest stage with like these whispers, these like haunting whispers. And oh my God, it looks so good. I was loving this immediately from the start. This The look of the stage was so full and so like clear of concept, you know, which was something that I think Kepler was kind of lacking in the last two stages. Obviously like they went from one stage being like very empty, having, having somewhat of a clear concept, but like the stage just felt empty. Then they went to a stage having so many props that it kind of felt messy. Whereas I feel like this was like the perfect blend, right? The perfect amount of everything. Everything looked full, the concept was so clear, everything looked really good, and then they start to perform, right? The stage presence, guys, the stage presence from Kepler in this performance was, oh, 10 out of 10. I was so impressed. I did not expect Dion to hit the uh, first high note, but she killed it. And I think what I love about this stage, too, is that you get to see more of the members i feel like with the last like few episodes you really feel like you only get to know like four of the members like maybe four or five but you feel like sometimes you hardly get to see certain members i'm not going to name who cuz i'm sure you all know <laughs> but i feel like in this stage you get much more of a well-rounded view of all the members and all that they have to offer Like, I feel like there was at least one moment from every single member that I remember being like, oh, that was so good. Or like, I can picture them in my mind for this performance, you know, like, even when I watched it the second time, I was like, wow, you really get to see like a real highlight from everyone. And I just really appreciated that. Taeyeon's second high note was really good. She was great. And then the wings come out. And then I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when the wings popped out, they also popped out these like feather cuff sleeves. Then they started into the dance break. And guys, this is like hands down Kepler's best stage. I was so impressed. Everything about it, I really enjoyed. I think Taeyeon was also pleased with their performance. She definitely gave them a compliment and was like, very um appreciative at th- that the fact that they chose to perform one of the, their songs and all the others were like oh my god i'm so jealous she they all got a compliment from Taeon. <laughs> i don't blame them next is Phoebe's. so they have a sponsor too immediately we see them go into like a like a body shop type store i couldn't tell what brand it was because One, I don't know brands very well, but two, I I just didn't know this brand. I'm assuming it might be, I don't know, to be honest, I just don't know. But they basically decided to treat their fans to some products, hand selected these like little goodie bags of like body, uh, what is it called? (laughs) Body wash, (laughs) body wash, shampoo, things like that. And they picked the scents that they liked. And they seem to have a lot of fun just going and shopping. I learned in this episode that their fan's name is Navi, which is the Korean word for butterfly. And I think that's so cute. Like, I I really love that name. It's very, very cute, especially like the way it's spelled, too. I like it. So they serve Navi with their uh, rice balls that they made and... I'm assuming like coffee and stuff. They probably had it all prepared. And so when they entered, they just like handed them what they prepared. And it cracked me up when they told their fans like, we made this with love. And the fan looked at her like, you made like, like they didn't say anything, but they looked at them like, you made it. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, you could tell somebody was like, I knew it. I knew you all wouldn't believe it. We made it. (laughs) But they liked the food and they, I'm sure they appreciated the gesture. It was very sweet. They asked them what parts of the show that they were enjoying so far, like what hi- what some of the highlights were. And of course, they all joked about Simbi and her like signature pose where she does the hand gesture like me <laughs> and about her yelling Yoram's name all the time. And then they showed all these clips at her yelling her name like throughout every episode. <laughs> They're obviously close, guys. Like I feel like Cosmic Girls and BBs are insanely close, and that's why we see so much banter and like joking between the two of them. It's great. So their fans requested Bop Bop a lot, and they said that they also wanted to perform it for the fans in person because during their promotions, which was just before Queendom started, like when they started filming Queendom, they didn't get a chance to perform it for the fans. So in a way for them they felt like this was their opportunity to perform it for their fans in person and they really wanted you know to show them who VV's was because you know we saw the very emotional performance at the beginning with the G Friend song and then we saw like very sultry um performance with a natural. So they wanted to show them like okay this is VV's this is who we are and like perform it for Navi. So they went over their choreo and they really wanted to amp it up and they added in some like cheerleading moves, like kicks and stuff. They also added in some stunts, lifting them up. And I'm curious if they came up with the cheerleading theme, like before the choreo, or if they came up with the cheerleading moves and then they thought, oh, let's lean into that and make that our concept, like the high, you know, high teen, Concept with a very, like, high school, like, American high school theme. So I'm curious which came first. But when they showed them practicing the stunts, like, I felt so bad for Una, who was just sobbing while they were holding her up. Like, to be fair, when she went up, she, like, had a perfect pose, and she had, like, she was holding her uh, pose really well, but she was just, like, crying. <laughs> And she was probably so scared, but slowly, or not slowly, pretty quickly, it seemed like they picked it up and they got it down. So good on them. That's not an easy thing to do. So we see once again that they brought a high teen concept to this performance. And I'm obsessed with Um Umji's orange hair. It suits her so well. I feel like that's such a hard color to pull off. You really have to, like, there's only been a few times I've truly seen that pulled off really, really well. I would say Sana from Twice and More and More era, that's truly where, like, things turned for me, for Sana to become my bias. So, like, I think I just like orange hair. I don't know. We saw that Jenny from Blackpink recently dyed her hair that color. It's becoming, like, a very trendy color, that, that specific orange. I don't know if I want to say it's like a peach kind of color. But anyway, Um Unji rocks it. And with the outfits and everything, like she fits this concept so well. I was super into it. They start their performance with a school bell and like a marching band coming in. And then the stunt where they're all up in the air. Fantastic start to the performance. We then see now go over to the locker and move the crown magnet from from Cosmic Girls to BBs and it cracked me up because then obviously Cosmic Girls are like, what are they trying to start something? <laughs> and like, obviously like the only group they could do that to would be Cosmic Girls because they know they wouldn't be hurt, be butt hurt by it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I can imagine maybe some fans wouldn't appreciate that, but hopefully they know that I'm sure that they're fine with it. You know what I mean? It's just a funny joke. So they look like they're straight out of an American teen movie. I mean, did they just walk off the set of Mean Girls? I don't know. They look great. The dance break was very, very good. Luneau was so cute. Their ending pose was perfect. The groups all complimented how diverse their performances were and how well they suited this concept. So very great job. Um, It was You got to see Bop Bop in a very different way because if you watched all the Bop Bop performances, they were very pretty, kind of class, like classy, semi-mature, but this was like very high teen, you know? And I don't know. They just, they suited it real well. They suited it real well. So they themselves said they felt happiest with this performance, probably because they're performing it for the fans, you know? And so having that in mind probably makes it just so much easier to work hard for and to, especially to perform it for the fans, hearing the fan chants and everything. I imagine that this was probably their favorite performance, one on Queendom, but two of Bop Bop, you know, because performing it for fans and performing for an empty room are very different. Now time for Cosmic Girls. They really promoted Bona being there for this episode and I get it I was super pumped for it I love Bona and we move into Subin and her powerpoint presentation (laughs) and she she made this joke about like having that pose where like you know you smile and like point and they were all cringing at it and it was so funny like I just love the dynamic between all of them (laughs) they don't take themselves very seriously at all Uh, but they all seem to prefer pantomime as their choice. So the fans gave a lot of ideas, specifically pantomime and I forget the other song that they picked, but they, they all were like pretty much leaning towards pantomime because they felt like they could show something different and their fans gave them a printed stack of feedback. So I'm assuming this was like giving them ideas for the performance, But they very clearly, like, laid out that uh, Cosmic Girls should try to give a very clear story that you could tell right away. I feel like they kind of do that. Not so much a story. I think basically what their fans were trying to tell them was that with their first two performances, there was a very clear story, but almost one that you had to explain, which... I I could kind of agree with. I feel like the story was pretty easy to understand, even if you weren't a fan. I think it was more so the Easter eggs that they were putting in that maybe would only be accessible to fans, which isn't really a bad thing. Um, But probably when you're performing on a show where... It's very clearly like a general audience. You probably want to make it more accessible to more people to get more votes and to bring in more fans, right? So that's probably what they're going for. With this performance, I felt like there, there was a clear story, but it was more so that there was a clear concept, which honestly can work. If you have your concept very, very clear, you don't really need a story right? We saw that with Heolan in round one. We saw that with Kepler this round. There wasn't really a story per se, but there was a very clear concept and that works. If you nail the concept, you can nail the performance for sure. So they decided that they wanted to do a Broadway musical slash carnival theme. And they had a lot of ideas, including doing like aerial work I believe that's how you describe it. So they went to like an aerial practice where they, what is it? Put their wrists on these like ribbons and spun around and, you know, looped, looped through these things and spun around. I mean, I don't know the technical terms, but they look great. Luda picked it up instantly. I feel like we haven't seen hardly anything from Luda this show, like because I only learned her name in this episode. I feel like I'm slowly learning all the names of Cosmic Girls throughout the show. But I feel like because I barely just learned Luda's name this episode, I feel like she hasn't been shown very much. So it was good to see something from her. Uh, Exi, not so much. Uh, (laughs) She was not picking it up right away. In fact, she almost was ready to give up on doing it at all because she she felt like if she was going to be bad at it, she didn't want to ruin it like just because she wanted to do it, if that makes sense. But Bona really cheered her on, helped her, got in there with her and really like pushed her to keep trying. And then once she got it, she was ecstatic. Exy said that Bona takes on the leadership position kind of after her. So I imagine it was really nice to have her back and to feel that support. You know, it's really hard as a leader when everyone's looking to you, but then when you're struggling, who do you go to, right? So to have that other member to help you out when you need it and to give that support when maybe you're already overwhelmed with a ton of responsibility, I'm sure it was so nice to have that back. I think even Exy said after the performance that just seeing her made her feel so much better and just seeing her on the stage with her, felt she felt supported. You know, so I I can only imagine that that would be just so comforting to have her back in performing with them. So they start with a very like old timey, like, like song or like, you know, like old style Broadway music, kind of almost jazzy. And they start off with like a very seductive dance and then they start passing out flyers and then it's like, it's showtime goes on the screen So the screen with the graphics and jumping perspective, this is done with a scrim. So it's actually used quite a bit in theater, depending on where you have the lighting shining, whether in front of the scrim or behind the scrim, you can uh, make the scrim opaque or transparent. So I believe if you have the light in front, it makes it where it looks like it's like a a full sc- like a full screen right where you can't see anything through the material so that's where we see the people in front but then when they shine a light in the back it then becomes transparent and then we suddenly see the dancers behind making it like give that illusion that someone is reappearing and disappearing because if you light the back you see the dancers you take the light away the dancers disappear, right? So it's a very classic old school theater trick. And I love that they particularly put this in, given that they were going for that whole Broadway like element. It was a really nice touch. And just the graphics alone like, one, they had to make sure they were standing in the exact positions to make those graphics look right. And they did. They nailed it, it looked stunning. The whole thing looked really good. It was a very effective opening for sure. And then to have that scrim drop and reveal the stage. So good. So, so good. Bona is a true center and it really makes a difference. Like she just truly adds that extra element to Cosmic Girls. And can I say their vocals were so good in this performance as well? I noticed that a lot of the vocals For this episode, we're very raw, which is great. You know, that's going to mean that things aren't perfect. But at the same time, like, that's probably what you hear live. So I appreciate that you heard that more in this episode. And I don't know if it was the same for Cosmic Girls, because I know Mnet sometimes does a little bit of editing post-episode to make things sound better, but sometimes they make it sound worse. So you guys let me know what you guys thought on the vocals in this episode. Sometimes they can sound a little like, huh? And then sometimes they can sound really good. But to me, Cosmic Girls had stunning vocals for this performance. Just saying. The high note at the end with them doing like then going into the aerial work was so cool. The only thing I wish that Mnet uh, would do is they they only showed Bona doing the aerial work and I really wish they showed some of the other members too because you almost felt that like Bona was the only one going up in the air (laughs) which she wasn't there were like at least three other members doing it but we only really saw Bona at least with the performance that was viewed on the show I haven't watched the like full version or the full cam version on YouTube yet I was a little behind in recording, so I wanted to watch the show and then immediately start recording. So yeah, I don't know. I just, in terms of the editing, I just, I wished that Mnet showed more of the members because they all worked so hard to do it that it's kind of a shame that they didn't show them. (laughs) I mean, you kind of get it in the wide shot, but it's so fast that I'm like, I don't even remember who was doing it. That's how fast it was. I don't know. They quickly immediately as soon as uh, Cosmic Girls is done, they immediately jump as if Brave Girls is going to be performing next, which if you know the show order, show order, which we all do, they're fifth, they're not fourth. So I mean, I was fooled by this before they did it. When did they do it? Was it round one or round two where they like, they started to show VVs as if they were going to perform and you thought, oh, cool, we're getting four performances this episode. And then they cut it off and you're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> but I wasn't fooled this time, Mnet. You didn't get me this time. It was, I knew it was a fake out because I knew Luna was next. So nice try. Uh, it looks like something happened when they tried to perform. And of course, Mnet had to ride that drama. Of course they did. But from what I've seen online... Apparently the camera wasn't set properly or something wasn't timed right on the cruise end. So they had to like stop and start over because, uh, this, this round was like highly leaked online. So if you wanted to watch it and you were deep in the fandoms, you usually could watch the stage beforehand. So people who had already seen the stage knew that that's what happened basically. So something... Some issue happened, but we saw the same thing with Hyolin, right? When Hyolin went to perform in round one, her shoe was broken. So she stopped and then they started over. But the thing is, the thing that's really hard about that is that you can sometimes lose your momentum. So with Hyolin, it was her that stopped it, made the decision. She could probably recollect herself real quick and then go back out. With Brave Girls, they were fully intending to give their performance. And when you go out on stage, you have that, that buildup and that momentum starting, right? And then to have that just stop and then cut off, and then you have to like go reset and start over again. Obviously, if you're a professional, you can absolutely handle that, but it's still, even as a professional can, you can lose that momentum and it kind of can shake you up, you know, and make you go, oh crap. Okay. I was ready about I was ready 30 seconds ago, but now I got to like sort my head out again. Like if it were me, I know I would definitely be shaken up. So that's got to be really hard and it's got to be just really annoying, you know, but I'm sure they pulled it off. I'm sure once they got out there, they're doing fine. So we'll see that with next week. We did get a preview for next week with Luna talking about how much they wanted to perform Butterfly. And if you don't know, Luna went through a really hard time during Butterfly promotions. I don't know 100% to the extent of it. I've just seen what I've read online. But there was a lot of issues with the distribution of this album when they promoted Luna. Sorry, promoted Butterfly. (laughs) And it seems like everyone was against them at this time. Everything just seemed to go wrong for them. The song means so much to them. And the fans and their message, like it's a huge part of their, their message as a group. And so it really truly makes sense that they would pick this as their initial thing. Like I think Eve said, when I heard we were going to be on Queendom, I immediately thought that I wanted to perform Butterfly. And I don't blame them because I feel like for Butterfly promotions, since they had such a hard time, it was a way for them to like, kind of redo it you know, like get their second chance. I imagine it was kind of same for Paint the Town because Paint the Town also had kind of a hard promotion. They got cut off early with COVID and so they didn't get to fully fulfill their promotion. So this show, I think for them, is really like a huge second chance for them to like kind of do some things they didn't get to do right the first time. Not like them personally, just like everything around them. Hyolin said that everyone was doing a performance for the fans, but no one is going to perform with their fans. So cut to what I'm assuming is a a bay, bay being Hyolin's fan base, dancing with her on stage. And she must be close to her because when she went into the practice, she immediately hugged her and Hyolin like wrapped her legs around her and they spun or they, they like spinned around. And I was like, wow, like she must be like, I don't know, the president of the, of the bays or something like (laughs) she clearly has been a fan for a while, or she just has gotten close to Heolin over the years. So I think that's like a really interesting element that I feel like truly only Heolin would come up with and not surprised, not surprised. I'm very much looking forward uh, to their stage because from what it looks like, there are elaborate sets, like at least two. There was almost like a subway set and then like, uh, obviously the beach, you know, beach house or like the, what's it called? The lifeguard set. I don't know. It just seems very elaborate. I'm looking forward to it. Plus I love CC. Uh, I predicted last week that it might be Bay just based on the Bay beach sign, but I also knew that Bay is the name of their fans of her fans. Sorry. So it could have really been anything And given that it was beach themed, I should have known that it would be CC, but I don't know. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It is such a bop. I know she's going to kill it. And they keep setting it up like Brave Girls is going to lose. So I almost think that means that they'll, they definitely aren't losing because when it comes to these like previews, they really like go for the opposite, obviously, to set these expectations of what's more dramatic. But I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll see next week. So it looks like they're going to be okay. Cause at the end when everyone's like, you know, greeting each other, like they do kind of at the very end, they all seem to look okay. You know, like even happy somewhat. So I'm hoping (laughs) the end scene, like the little post credit scene, uh, is Cosmic Girls teasing Bona you know, for being on there. They're like, oh, Bona, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. And she's like, oh, okay. Is that how it is to be on this show? Like, (laughs) um, especially Dion. Dion was teasing the crap out of Bona. It was so funny. Uh, she was like, oh, you're struggling with that dance part. It's because you've only been acting. You haven't been dancing. (laughs) So they, they clearly have a very fun dynamic. I love it. And that's it for this week. So this was another great week. Um, I will say if I were to choose my immediate favorite this week, when I watched it for the first time on the live stream, Kepler, no questions asked, Kepler was my favorite this week. And even with my rewatch, I would probably still stay to Kepler. When I watched it the first time, it was very, very strong. I would say this week I got to see the other performances kind of more and feel like, oh, they're all very good, but definitely Kepler was my favorite. Uh, I was really impressed with their growth and their stage presence, like I said, and their cover of the song. I really can't wait to see Kepler's next comeback. I just think that they have so much potential and they're truly only just getting started. They're just getting started. I love Vivi's concept a lot. I think it suited them really well. And I was literally in love with Um Umji in this episode. So clearly I was into it. Cosmic Girls really went all out. I loved their intro so much, and I imagine seeing this live would have been incredible. This was meant to be seen live, for sure. I put up a poll on Instagram to see what you all thought, and you all seem to somewhat agree with me as well. We had 71% vote for Kepler as their favorite, and 29% vote for Cosmic Girls, so... Kepler seems to be the winner for this week, at least for you guys as well. Uh, be sure to always check out my polls. Uh, I post them usually on Thursday, um, sometimes Friday. It just kind of depends on when I have time. So for those two days, look, look out for a poll and vote for your favorite. <laughs> Obviously, our votes don't necessarily matter, but it's just fun for me to read out to see what you guys think. And shout out to Scarlet as usual for hitting me up. But immediately after the live stream ended, she DM'd me, uh, like like I'm telling you, the the second that it ended, she was like, "I don't think rave Girls are in last place," and I'm like, "I appreciate that." <laughs> um, it was very very nice. And I mentioned to her that I saw online as well. Yujin said that she was tearing up. There's like that clip that they keep showing, right? Where clearly they're they're doing their ending fairies or whatever and it zooms in on Eugene who's like holding back tears and she specifically said that the reason why she was crying is because the cheers from Fearless were so loud and it just made her so happy and emotional so the clip that they keep using is a happy cry so I truly have hope I hope I'm not going to be devastated next week but we'll see <laughs> next week is going to be good. I just feel it. Honestly, we have some great performances ahead of us. I hope you all are enjoying these episodes and enjoying the show because I'm enjoying it even more, getting to talk to all of you and to discuss it here. And I hope in a way that I can bring that to you guys as well. I'm hoping by listening to these episodes, you're having a bit more fun. Maybe you're watching the show in a a different light or like you're more excited about it. I, you know, for me, it's a lot of fun. So I hope it is for you guys as well. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all next week.